So what did the fish say when it swam into a concrete wall? What did it say? Damn. Wow. Wow. Hello everyone and welcome back to Random Thoughts. I'm husband. And I'm wife. And we're actually joined with two, get it, two special guests this time around. Yes, and neither of them have to do with the WOW TCG. So um, the voice you just heard was Brittany Fouts. She was the world champion. What, what, not was, not was, is. She is the world the champion. The reigning world champion. She's the reigning world champion of the Harry Potter TCG from Gen Con last year. We are going to get to her interview a little bit later. However, first up, we have the wonderful Stefan who also happens to be the leader of the Harry Potter TCG revival. So, for those WoW fans out there, or people that want it, or just tuning in for WoW TCG content, we will be getting back to it next time. We do have some very exciting things in store for you. We do intend to go over, since it's now getting ready for Gen Con season on both the Harry Potter and WoW, and really all gaming sides, that we're going to go over a whole bunch of decks, go over a whole bunch of strategies, and dive right back into it. But we thought it would be good to take a little bit of a break, explore some other games as well, since there is a large and dedicated following for <laughs> this other unfortunately deceased CCG. All right, so without further ado, let's hear our interview with Stefan. So today we have a special guest who is here. Who are you, sir? My name is Stefan Quasson. You, like, come up with a different pronunciation of your name every time, I think. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Why? What was it last time? I don't think I've heard his last name before. <laughs> I think I think last time I just I just said my my entire full name. I think you might have. Okay. Um but anyway, so yes, you are Stefan, but who are you? Deep down uh, in your soul. In in my soul. Uh in my soul I am a uh giant Harry Potter nerd. Sweet. And that means I'm going to spend my time trying to revive a dead card game from 2002. Um, yeah, so I, I just, you know, I run uh, and try and maintain the community for uh, the Harry Potter trading card game that was put up by Wizards of the Coast. So how did you first find out about the Harry Potter trading card game? It was probably Gen Con 2000. 13. Okay. Um, from another, from another guy that was running an event. Um, and, uh, it was just like a, like a learn to play, hit a bunch of decks and I just, he taught me how to play the, play the game and I just loved it. And I went and spent, you know, two, three hundred dollars on booster boxes at, uh, at the, uh, dealer hall. Back when that could buy you more than just one box of the original set. Yes, correct. That, yeah. You know, yeah that, there's actually a kind of funny story about that. I um, the the weekend or the night that I got home, I ended up buying uh, five booster boxes of the base set oh. from a guy in Sweden for I think a hundred dollars shipped. Wow. That's I'm. I don't know if I've ever been so jealous of you in my life. <laughs> and like. 
Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. That's really awesome. And now they're, what, 150 for one box is what I saw last time I logged on? Yeah. yeah. I'm a little sad about it. Um, and I, I, I feel like I can only blame myself. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much, I was about to blame you too. Because you have definitely brought it back, and now a lot of people are looking to get new new stuff. And you yeah. secretly cornered the market early on. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have uh, way too much product. <laughs> but, see, so you don't sell it, so that means um, we can bother you and we can't find cards, which is nice. No, I mean, you know, I, I like to think of myself as a repository for the community. If anyone needs any cards... Um, you know, other than some of the only people that sell the cards, I'm, I'm, I think that I'm probably the one that has the biggest collection, yeah, um, yeah. probably in the world. Um, and, uh, you know, that means that with the amount of product that I have, that means that, you know, I can continue to do events, um, at Gen Con giving product out for, uh, for the foreseeable future. Which everyone definitely appreciates. So Stefan, you had mentioned that you had first discovered the game in 2013. My original question for you was going to be, are you a Harry Potter fan first or a, a gamer first? But I'm assuming it's the former. Is that accurate? It's, it's actually, I would actually, I'm not I saying know, choose actually. between your two children. I'm just saying like, were, were you a Harry Potter fan and then became a gamer or was it, you just, they kind of coincided. How did you get your start in gaming in general? I would say I would say that I'm a, I'm a gamer first. Um, you know, I mean, I started uh, when it comes to board games and uh, card games. Um, I started off playing um, Magic: The Gathering back in 1996, 1995. Nice. Um, familiar to the person sitting next to me. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have started a year or two before you, but yeah, basically around that same era. Yeah, and, um, you know, living, uh, I'm from Chicago, so, you know, living in, uh, Chicago, there's a huge community, um, for, for, for gaming. Um, and, you know, back then there was a, there was a even bigger community of local, like, gaming stores. Um, and I just really, really got into, uh, magic. And then I just happened to, I didn't even know that there was a Harry Potter card game until 2013. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's and it's a little weird too because I had been to um, you know, Gen Con 1996, maybe through maybe 2003, um, and I didn't even know that the game was being played at Gen Con. Like there were that's where, like at the height, like between 2002 and 2004 was the height of um the Harry Potter game, and Wizards of the Coast was even running the tournaments. Uh, at Gen Con, and I didn't even know it was happening, and I was probably, you know, 50 feet away playing Magic the Gathering in some tournament. That makes me really jealous. Like, you just, you're living the life that I want to lead, and, you know, every time. <laughs> um, I was in sixth grade, so I was not convincing my parents to go anywhere during the height of this card game, but I did have some packs, but I didn't really know what trading card games were. Um, so between this and I think, like, the movie Lord of the Rings one, I just taped the cards all over my room as, like, mini posters. 
And I, I, I just feel like that's what a lot of people did. Yeah, um, it was it was like, oh, there's these cool things with characters that I like. Let me put them on my wall. And now I'm really sad because I know I had some cards that were good. So I take it, based on your anecdote there, Stefan, that you were simultaneously a Harry Potter fan at the time, and if you had happened to look in the right direction, you probably would have jettisoned magic for the Harry Potter TCG at the time? Probably not jettisoned magic. Okay. <laughs> um, that, that, was, that, was, that was probably at the height of, of me playing magic. Uh, you know, I was traveling the country playing magic. Um, and uh, But I definitely would have picked up um, a booster box or two and probably have played it and then lost the cards uh, in, you know, when I went off to college or something. Yeah. Real um, life has a way of doing that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, yeah, I mean, I was definitely a huge Harry Potter fan, you know, and I always, I kind of always have been since maybe the first book came out. Um, it just wasn't like a huge thing in my life, maybe until book three came out. When it hit most of the U.S. really, really hard. Yeah. My, cause my, my, my mother's a teacher, or she was a teacher, and, um, you know, she was, her, I just remember her and the other teachers talking about um, this book about this wizard, um, and it was really interesting to me, like, I, I don't even know if I read it at that time, because we went to a very Christian school, oh, um, yeah. so it was really weird for me to hear about them being excited about a book about a wizard. Um, but yeah, sorry. No, that's great. No, I love hearing one of my favorite stories. So um, a little bit on a tangent, but I'm in a lot of Harry Potter groups. Um, you don't say. Shut up. <laughs> uh, one of them being the Hogwarts Running Club, which I'm going to give it a little boost right here. It's like you run money for, you run for charity and they have Hogwarts themes medals. Anyway. Um, but I, one of my favorite things to hear is how people found the series and it's, it's just so much cause everybody came to it at different ages, different ways. And I love it. And I'm obsessed and husband hasn't read them cause he sucks. And it's just a point of contention Com now. Yeah. Compared to my origin story with, <laughs> with Harry Potter, I didn't even know it existed until after I knew wife for like two years. Oh it's weird because I wore Harry Potter shirts in that like time for it. Like you never thought to. Uh, anyway. No, it, it was just <laughs> like it. Okay, you were. It could have been a band. I I didn't know. I had I mean, no I idea. I had a Harry and the Potter's shirt too that I used to wear around a lot then. Anyway, um, I digress. But it's great to hear how people came to find this wonderful series. Um. So, speaking of finding wonderful things to do, so you are essentially tasked with um, raising the prices on eBay a billion times, mainly <laughs> because you are in charge. So, how did you become the head honcho? By force. <laughs> um, you wanted in the battle of the basement supply closet? Kind of. Uh, <laughs> For all you know, there were fans out there. <laughs> there was another guy that was like running events and he was the, he was the guy that, um, that, that taught me, um, at Gen Con. And, uh, I was, uh, I was just like, you know, this is great. I would love to, you know, work on some, you know, some events next year, maybe get an actual constructed event together. Um, I sent him an email. Um, 
think I probably emailed him maybe six or seven times over the course of the year and I never heard from him. Um, so I just ended up doing my own events. Uh, and I think that first year I did four events and he had two himself. Um, one was a, another learn to play for, for people that were just picking up the game. And then another one was an actual constructive event. So he kind of took my idea. Um, and then, but, but the problem that I think he had was that, um, he wasn't really well organized. And I, you know, I, I really wish that he had reached out to me because I feel like we could have worked together really well. Mm. Um, and it, and it still kind of bums me out. Uh, so I, I still kind of see him every now and then at Gen Con. Um, but yeah, he just kind of stopped doing the events the year after that. And I started doing more. I mean, well, we really appreciate you taking the reins because you are incredibly organized. That banner, um, for those of you who don't know, and Stefan, do you have a picture of it up on the Facebook? Mm, I might. He had an awesome banner made last year, and it got a lot of people coming to the The one thing that I have, so not this year, but the previous year was when we first discovered everything, and we were still learning the game, leading it to Gen Con, and then when we spoke with you, we found out, hey... We're not even playing the game right, so yeah. <laughs> we learned a whole lot. But one of the things that stood out was that trophy that you had. Oh, yeah. Which was spectacular. So I hope you have pictures of that in the group so people can check that out. Yeah. I believe I do. I, I should have pictures, um, maybe not showing off the the uh, trophy. Um, I, no, I think I should have a picture of every uh, of every winner for each year. Holding the trophy in the group, I think. I think you. I think you do. The Vince Lombardi trophy for the Harry Potter event is awesome, and anybody who has not seen it that is listening to this, you should definitely go see if you can seek it out. And if you're at Gen Con, definitely drop by if you're not playing. And for the 99% of people in the Harry Potter group who don't understand the reference Vince Lombardi, seriously, um, <laughs> we're just that's a race car about. driver. That's a race <laughs> car. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um. <laughs> Stefan does great work. Um, are you in? You are a. You're you're a artist graphic artist by, by nature, trade, right? right? Yeah, I'm a designer. Okay. So and uh, I just want to give a shout out to my friend Tony. Um, my friend Tony is the is the illustrator who who did the um, did the the illustration for the banner, which is uh, an amazing banner. I love it. And you can check you can check out his work at TonyRabbit.com. Awesome. Great. We'll definitely do that. And we will try to provide a link to it in our endless stream of links. Yeah. <laughs> so a uh, couple questions for you as a result of some of the things that you had brought up. Since you have kind of assumed control, I guess, of the Harry Potter events at Gen Con, and since the question actually came up in the group earlier today, any intents on maybe branching out to other events such or other Cons such as maybe PAX, one of the many, or Origins, or anything like that. I've I've thought about reaching out to uh, see if I can do something in Origins. Um, and like I was saying earlier in the, in the group, it's really hard to to do Origins and Gen Con because Origins usually happens that middle of June, right? And Gen Con kind of shifts around. It could be the end of August or the beginning of August. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just being 
six weeks to eight weeks apart, it's really hard um, on the wallet. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely would be. But I mean, it's not it's not out of the question um, to to branch out to something else. Um, I would, I, and I, I guess actually, I, I, I'm kind of curious because I think you two went to Pax Unplugged. We did, yep. and I was just about to say that because you have an inn in the city that's not even us to yep. come yep. to Pax Unplugged. Um, your wonderful significant other is also a Philly girl, which you know because we're awesome. Um, <laughs> but Pax Unplugged was really great, and. Um, we were even thinking about possibly starting a not you know competing event, but you know maybe trying to find some free players who are around to play some Harry Potter during it. Yeah, let's put it this way: there was definitely room to be used in yeah. the uh, game hall, so we didn't get to experience a lot of the RPG hall, which is actually on a totally separate floor. But mm. the hall we were in was half the exhibition hall and then half the tabletop gaming. Now, they had other ones, other rooms, that is, for dedicated specific things, but they had Star Wars Destiny, obviously Magic events. We were playing Mm -hmm. a lot of Lightseeker stuff, but there was a lot of space that could be utilized. So, like wife said, we're hopefully going to look into it. Spoiler alert for some of our WoW listeners out there. Maybe we can try and run some of the raids or some of the non-competitive things, and then if you happen to be available, well, we can help it you out with like some good Harry Potter running. Yeah, yeah. I, I would actually. I think. I think that um, Pax Unplugged kind of fits that that spot perfectly. Um, one, it's it's on the East Coast, and then two, it's in that kind of winter. You know, it's like what a week before Thanksgiving, I think. Yeah, that's what it was this past year. Was the week before Thanksgiving. Yeah, so um, you know that's enough time after Gen Con to kind of recoup, um, and where my where my work will not be angry or I'm taking multiple days off. I understand that. That's definitely um, a situation. Yeah, and I mean it's it seems like it's a it's another great you know kind of outlet for the for the game. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a great opportunity. I think, and like we had just mentioned, we're going to see what other things happen to come up. I'm not sure if they're going to do the similar Gen Con floating date range sort of thing, or if they have it locked down. I know I they are. I think they have it locked down for next year. All well, right. they, they are definitely going to be doing it in, in Philadelphia for the next few years contractually, but I don't know the exact dates. If that's been ironed out. Um, it has been. However, I can't find it right now, but I know it has been. Okay. Well, to circle back to some of the other stuff we wanted to talk about. So, um, obviously, like, we just talked about a bunch of possible events, but we have one big thing coming up. We have Gen Con. Um, what events are you planning for for this year for Gen Con? So, I've been, I've been doing actually quite a bit of thinking, um, about what I'm going to be doing for this year, um, since uh, since we were able to buy our tickets and Gen Con kind of pop back up into my mind, um, uh, I can I can officially say that I'm going to be cutting the Squib event, okay. um, and that will no longer be happening, um, just because of 
of low turnout. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a it, I think it's a cool format, <clears throat> but I, I don't know if it can survive. <clears throat> sorry, I don't know if it can survive um, with the kind of card pool that there is. Um, I think I think once there's a few fan fan made sets that come out, it could possibly come back where things get a little more diverse. I understand that. Um, and then I'm I'm still going to be doing the giant wars because I think that that's a really fun format. It uh, and for anyone that's not not familiar, giant wars is just essentially um, EDH or Highlander. Um, and I'll still be doing the cube events. Um, Which are super probably fun. everybody should come to those. I'll probably do one cube event and then one sealed event. That's not that's not like set in stone, mm -hmm. but I'm thinking about setting up some sort of um, additional cube that gets added in. Um, so essentially having two cubes so that there's um, multiples of each card. So it's similar to actually opening up packs. Okay. And <clears throat> and see how that goes. Um, I'll probably I'll probably test it locally here in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Um, and see how that goes. But I mean, I'm kind of hopeful, and I want to try something a little different. Uh, because uh, at one of the cube events, we only had um, I think six people or four people show up. Um, instead of the <clears throat> sorry the eight people that were supposed to show up. Yeah. And uh, we ended up just doing a sealed event, which turned out pretty fun. Yeah, I think I was one of those four, so and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and then um, I'm not I'm not actually sure if I'm going to do the learn to play this year. Okay. Um, I think it's you could fun, definitely squeeze it in on the side if there are people that are interested. Yeah, it's fun. It's just incredibly exhausting. Oh, I would uh, imagine. So, I mean, I, you know, and I'm doing one of those, or in the previous years I was doing two of them with, and then there were 16 players each, and I just, I, you know, hats off to everyone that's doing these learn to plays, uh, 24 hours. You know, I see some of, some of the, like, uh, was it White Wizard, you know, doing those learn to plays all night, and I just, I can't believe they're doing it, honestly. Um, and then finally, you know, the, uh, World Championship is going to be you know, coming back as usual. And also, this year, it's going to be, I think it's going to expand. I think it's going to be more players. That'll be awesome, because we did, <coughs> we reached cap last year, right? Yes, we were at a full 16 last year, and two people showed up that wanted to play that could not. All right, so what are we, what are we thinking, 32? Um, 75? I don't know. <laughs> I think I think we might I think we might cap it at 128. All right, I like that number. It's a good number. <laughs> um, we'll probably try 24. Uh, kind of like to incrementally go up because uh, I think I, I I don't know if I talked about this um, in last year's interview, but you know the first year I did this, I was you know setting up all the information for the event, submitted it, and I and then I you know looked at Monica. Um, my partner and I told her, you know, if four people show up, it was a, it was a success. Um, and then I think the first year I had 12 and then the year after that, that was 14. And then, um, last year at 16 with two overrun 
And, uh, you know, I'm hoping for 24, full 24 this year. That would be awesome. So everybody sign up early. It's usually on my first thing to do when I jam that button the first second we get the ability to sign up for events. Yes, please sign up because I am sitting here in front of it, refreshing, looking at it, freaking out, making sure people are going to actually come play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so to switch topics a bit, did you let something spoilery slip there? Because you had mentioned fan sets for a moment. Is uh, is that a project you're working on, or is that just something you had heard through the grapevine? No, it's something that I've been working on. Um, you know, I... I switched up. I, I got a new job um, about 14 months ago, and um, sadly, as it's a, it's a, I'm a consultant now, and it's just eaten up my time, um, left and right, and I haven't been able to actually put any real time into um, kind of flushing out the the fan sets. Um, but it's it's something that I've been working with. Um, Great and. I want to pick up where the sets left off and, uh, you know, follow the books, so like not the Prisoner movies. Of, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban? Yep. Uh, I, I am... So, okay, so that happens to be my favorite book, least favorite movie, so I'm excited for it. <laughs> and I'm excited. I'm more on the card gaming side. As I mentioned, I came into Harry Potter much, much later than seemingly everybody else, but... I can certainly see the themes and ideas that were there in the sets that exist and kind of, I believe, I think I see where the designers were going with it. And if they had just one more set, had just a couple more cycles of things to print, I think things would get a lot more well-rounded on a number of angles. Yeah, and that's actually something that I kind of want to... Um sit down and have a talk with some of the designers. Um, there's been a few of them that have come to Gen Con, and I just haven't had time to sit down and talk with them. But it's something I want to bring up, because, you know, just as just as everyone kind of knows that's um, in the know with card game design, or game design in general when it comes to uh, collectible card games, you know, you're working two years into the future. Right. Um, so there, there has to be a, at least two to three sets that were designed, but were not released. Of course. Um, and I would love to, you know, kind of sit there and talk to them about where they thought it was going. Um, not, not that I want to like completely rip off their ideas, but you know, it's a, it, it's good to have these guideposts when you're like thinking about where to design. Oh, of course. And they, as part of the design, naturally, it's going to be. What even just from a curiosity standpoint of where do they think that they fell short or what do they wish they could have done? Because I'm I'm sure since we're coming from a WoW background <laughs> that there were a lot of higher ups that dictated how certain things had to be. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that there was a non-zero amount of rules that came down and said, yeah, you if you're doing this. It has to be this way. Or no, you definitely can't do that. It has to be this way. And those sort of things. And given the time frame, not even all the books had been released at that point. Yeah, right? I don't I think we we're only on book four. Maybe the beginning of book five by the time it got by the time the game died. 
So I'd be interested to see yeah. you know, what, what what were they thinking at the time when they didn't have the entire story, sort of thing. Well, I think I think um, I think they were actually given certain details. Um, Interesting. About about some of the future books that she was writing at the time um, when they were making the game. Um, but I don't know if that's 100% true, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I remember hearing that from one of the designers. I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm sure it was just the vaguest of outlines. That, okay, right. Here, here's the 10,000-foot view bullet point list of what's going to happen, but obviously none of the details. So that, that's pretty exciting, and it's cool to know that they are, I mean, surely game designers are gamers themselves in their spare time, so surely they're going to be at Gen Con, but it's it's cool, and hopefully maybe one of them's in the group and they'll swing by. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I might, um, I might see if I can have one of them come by just, you know, just to see, what, see it going on, you know, see that it's continuing. Yeah, I mean. Um, I don't know if they'll care or not, but I think they might be like, oh, that's cool. I mean, or maybe they're like, "Oh, those guys are stupid." (laughs) (laughs) Come on, if you if you put if you're doing a job like that, you're doing it because you enjoy it. I can't imagine anybody who's a game designer. It's not like, "Oh, well, I fell into this job," you know, or I didn't. I was lost in life, and I decided to be a game designer. Like people that I mean, if they're trying for it, that's a pretty lucky way to anyway. Yeah, but point being is that I feel like they would be excited to be like, "Hey, I made that, and people still love it." Which I think everybody yeah. that has been to the Gen Con events, in no small part to your efforts, has said that they love this game and, and what you're doing for it. All right. So um, how do you think the meta is going so far for the game, for our the events that we get to play? Um, I'm actually a little worried about it. Okay. Uh. I've I've been wrestling uh, with um, if I should restrict a card since Gen Con. Which card? Can we ask? No. (laughs) I mean, you can ask whatever I want to tell you. Um, Is it a card that shows up in almost everyone's deck? Well, that would be a reason to do it, wife. (laughs) He's not going to pick, like, some random thing. It's not even that... It's not even that it... um, it shows up in every deck because it, 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 it doesn't actually. But I feel like I feel like it it kind of warps deck and card decisions. Okay. Um to a point where even my like even myself I have I have I have tried to build certain decks and I look at the decks and I say why are you not including this card? Because it'll just make things incredibly easier and like maybe ten times more powerful. Stefan, um, yes, is it charms lessons? It's charms yes. lessons. Yes, all the charms lessons. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, uh, and and Quidditch lessons are going to get a buff. They're going to get. They're going to be all two X. Nice. Oh, sweet. Yeah, they need that. <laughs> that is a great errata. <laughs> Well, we've, uh, we've been testing stuff, and that's kind of why we wanted to get your thoughts on where you wanted to see it. And it, we definitely have a lot of ideas, but I could see where things could feel unfair, I guess, at certain times. 
Where it's just, I mean, some of that is the randomness of card games in general. It's not something specific to this. Right. But it's, there are some games where you just feel super powerless. Yeah, it's definitely true. (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to, it's hard because there's only one, there's only one major event each year. Um, so doing so doing something like this is uh, incredibly impactful. Mm-hmm. Where I can't just test it on I can't even test it really locally because it you you don't get a full slice of the actual, you know, metagame or what people will actually want to bring and play with. Right. Um, well, on that note, are there any decks that you would like to see? Like any themes or anything like that that you would like to see? Um, you know, I, I love, uh, so there's a player, Dan, who has been coming, um, every year and he plays this, uh, potion deck and I love it. He's been tuning it over, over the years and it is just so much better. And I, I love it. I love, I love it. Um, I just I I would love to see more quirky stuff, um, and then quirky. Last year there was somebody who literally caught the golden snitch for the win. Like I heard someone like three matches down scream it, and I'm like, wait, what just happened? Yeah, um, I believe that was uh, Charlie, and uh, he was he was at the first event, um, the first year I did it, and he was playing a uh, very similar deck. Um, which like a Quidditch combo deck, and uh, that was the, out of out of the other decks that I saw that year. I loved his the most. Um, his deck is wonderful. I, I do love. Maybe that I think that's just what I love about this game. I mean, you can do some really weird and zany stuff. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, was it two years ago? Um, I can't remember his name. But his starting character was Colin Creevy. Oh, I remember that. So um, I don't gives you an extra action. I can't remember his one? name. But his deck was beautiful. Awesome. So well, more hopefully, quirky. Hopefully we can get you excited with some of the uh, spicy homebrews that we've been working on. Yeah, uh, there's lots of nonsense up in there. Yeah, we're at the... I'm, I'm all about it, you know? As much as I love, um, like... Mid-range, mid-range creature type stuff, uh, which is what I gravitate towards. I want to see other people playing some just some zany stuff. Yeah, we definitely have some wacky ideas that we're throwing at the wall for both this game for WoW and everything else we're playing because we're One still so many months out that we have not forever, but we have a long time to to iron out the kinks. And yeah. One of the decks we're kicking around, and I'm just going to tell you the title of the deck is we're calling it the Goon Squad. Uh oh. So I love this. I'm debating. We're we're still working on it because it's it's still a theory. Like I haven't proxied up and I haven't actually put it in sleeves yet, so we haven't literally played it. And I think I have a workable base, but we're debating which ideas are going to be clean enough to actually present to people as either on the podcast or in articles, which we're going to continue doing and hopefully posting in the group because. Going back to what you were saying about 
that it's only one event a year, I think it's good for the discussion. And it seems like there's a bunch of new faces in the group that are asking a lot of questions, which is cool. And those sort of things foster more growth in other directions. So like you said, talking to the designers about what they were thinking, it's not necessarily about, oh, that's a cool idea. I'm going to take that. It's that sparks this idea. And then that idea causes this to grow. And all the way down the line, you end up, you know, way over in left field compared to where you started. I mean, maybe, maybe it's that, and I just, you know, thought about this right now, but maybe come March or April, we can do a online tournament where we Skype each other and play against each other. That'd be great. Yeah, I mean, yeah there are even, I think that some people say they play on Tabletop Simulator. I don't know if anyone's created a mod for it, but somebody uh, did mention or ask yeah. about that in the group. Um, I have no idea how to use that stuff. We don't either. We have it downloaded. We don't no, know how I've, to use it. I've figured it out. I just haven't actually connected to anyone to play. So it it's the well, we can talk about it offline. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about. But I mean, but the, but this might be a, a way to solve that sort of if 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 something should be restricted or not, you know. Oh, exactly. And, um, how we should you know maybe look at the game going forward. Uh, you know, a, a series of online events. Yeah. That so would definitely be fun. one thing we didn't have on our questionnaire list that I wanted to ask you since you had mentioned uh, fan-made sets. Have you considered any PvE-related things? So again, from the WoW background, they had raids. And for the TCG, they also created raids where either a human was the bad guy and played the raid boss, and then it was the responsibility of all the other players to defeat them, or it was air quotes, computer-controlled, and the deck kind of ran itself. Mm. But the Harry Potter stories very easily lend themselves to having a, you know, a party of adventurers versus the bad guys. Have you given any thought to that sort of idea, or has anyone mentioned that as an interest? No, actually. Um, And I don't really have any sort of uh, experience in making uh, something like that, but I think it would be really fun. Um, you know, you could set it up as a, uh, like a full series. Maybe you go through books one through seven, or you just want to do book one. Um, and you get to choose whatever, you know, characters. I mean, it could be really fun. Yeah. Sorry, that was just an aside thing. No, 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 I think it'd be really fun. You know, I could even see it. Um, uh, I know you haven't read the books, which is ridiculous, but... (laughs) Yeah, um, I, at this point, it's mostly just to irritate wife. <laughs> like, like, I could read them, but it's funnier to, to needle her about it, you know, like once a week, just be like, hey, you know what we should do? Nah, that'll never work. It'd be fun to do, like, a raid, like, on, uh, on uh, like, for book six, but from Draco's perspective. Oh, my God, that'd be fun. You yeah. know? Just Draco's life just continually ending in book six. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so before we part ways for the evening, we have uh, ten questions that we are starting to ask everyone in interviews. They're rapid fire, either or questions. Are you prepared? Nope. Uh, can you, All right. Think about it mentally. Oh, all that good stuff. All right. So, here we go. Way to give him a chance. <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> I, I was a teacher. I don't give chances. Anyway. <laughs> okay, how about it? <laughs> All right. Alliance or Horde? 
Uh, horde. Dogs or cats? Cats. Constructed or limited? Limited. Zombies or vampires? Zombies. All right. Your favorite athletic activity? Watching soccer. All right. <laughs> As opposed to playing it. Correct. <laughs> um, combo, control, or aggro? Combo. I can see you as a combo. <laughs> yeah. All right. Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? Star Trek. Everybody the second Star person. Trek. Well, not everybody. I've never seen Star Trek, but that's beside the point. Um, pizza or Stromboli? Pizza. Your favorite season? Fall in Chicago. Yeah, this is a very different fall than the rest of the world. Let's <laughs> ju- let's just have that be. I've lived in the Midwest. I know it's a very different season. Yep. All right, and now the big question: Darkwing Duck or Batman? Darkwing Duck. Yes! Obviously. Thank you. Sorry, people answer that wrong a lot. Oh, really? Obviously Darkwing. We will always be Darkwing. Which, by the way, goddammit Disney, bring them back. Right? I thought they were. Well, they... they, uh, They've been trying to reinvigorate their afternoon collection, which was that uh, Tailspin, DuckTales. He's supposed to... show up in DuckTales at some point because people had mentioned Gizmo Duck and uh, St. Canard anyway in yeah. some of like promo material, but I'll believe it when I see it at this point. It's been a long time. <laughs> I love that whole the whole series of that stuff. Darkwing, Huge fan. Darkwing was the greatest. We have lots of Darkwing paraphernalia around our house. Including a hand-drawn picture. Yes. Because you got spoiled for Christmas. Yeah, it happens. Anyway. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. We really appreciate you coming out um, and, you know, talking with us today. Is there anything else you want to say before we go our separate ways? Any other plugs? Any any uh, last-minute shout-outs? Um, HarryPotterTCG.com. Go there to check out information for 2016 <laughs> because I haven't updated in two years. Yeah, I think that's cool. Uh, check out the Harry Potter TCG Facebook group. Um, Shoutouts to everyone in Poland and Italy. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to meet up meet up with you in, in the next few years. And um, I'll just say, if you're interested in coming to the event, join the Facebook group because. I'm going to be putting out a feeler poll on something special for the world championship. Ooh. You um, heard it here first, folks. Yes. Uh, if, if for everyone that everyone that showed up last year, um, they were given some special pins and stickers. Um, so I want to do something maybe a little, little bit more special this year. Awesome. And, but I need to, I need to kind of get a, a feeler of what people think about it. Um, yeah. Well, thank you very much. And we hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'm going to go back to work. All later, right. Stephen. Talk to you later. So that was Stefan. If you want to reach out to him, uh, you should look at the Harry Potter TCG on Facebook. There is a really active community. They 
are most of the notifications in my newsfeed, so I would say reach out to there. Now, next up, we have our interview with Brittany. Well, thank you very much for doing this. Well, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so, this, we are talking with Brittany, who was the reigning champion from last year's Harry Potter TCG event. So, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Um, so, my name is Brittany Fouts. I am 26 years old from Dayton, Ohio. Um, I am a biomedical engineer, and I work at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base here in Dayton. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, um, currently, my boyfriend, he came to Jihong last year. You guys met him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I have him, and then I have two cats and one of my brothers that I live with. That's fantastic. What are your cats' names? Uh, Michonne. She is a... A uh, female cat. She was named after Michonne from The Walking Dead. I was about to ask that. <laughs> it's yeah. a show that I can't handle. Wife uh, doesn't do well with gore. I don't. I don't. I won't sleep for a month and a half. Even if it's like the cheesiest gore known to man and like I'm openly laughing at it, I still won't I won't sleep at night. Oh no. I used to really be into Walking Dead and so that's where her name come, came from. She's really feisty. Um so Makes it's sense. been a it's been a fitting name for her over the years. I Makes like sense. it. And the, yeah, the other one is Atlas. So he likes to wander. He's the younger one. Um, he's just very needy. He's like a dog. So he'll play fetch with you. He loves on you. He just likes to be held. Um, but he likes to roam. So that's how I got his name. Is he named? Oh, I was about to ask, is he named after the Greek myth? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so you were here. You were at Gen Con last year. How did you find out about the Harry Potter TCG? Um, so the 2017 Gen Con was actually my first year um, I had ever gone. So the year before, my boyfriend went for his first time, um, and he went and he saw that there were some Harry Potter. And when he came back, he said that he thought I'd really like Gen Con, and I'd really like to get involved with Harry Potter. And he had been trying to get me involved with Magic the Gathering. Um, so he tried Harry Potter first because he knew I really liked it, and I had never really been involved with any trading card game, um, so that was his way to like get me started. So we ended up buying um, some booster boxes and just trying to create some some different decks. Um, and so we were trying to get ready for the 2017 Gen Con. So has he since convinced you to play Magic? Was Harry Potter the gateway drug, or have <laughs> you kind of held fast and avoided the uh, the evil that is Magic the Gathering? Uh, so I've actually played since then, um, basically more the tabletop, just me and him play, or we have a couple friends who like to play, but he did get me to go to the pre-release, uh, for Hour of Devastation at our local game shop, so okay. I did that, and that was pretty interesting. Yeah, pre-releases are usually pretty good, and we, uh, well, wife and I met out in Indiana, and I used to go to the pre-releases that were actually held in the convention center, the Gen Cons in. Yeah, we so. actually, so uh, me and him actually went last week into the GP Indie. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, and that was my first time, so we got to walk around and see a bunch of people play. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I yeah. have very limited experience with Magic, um, but that is how I learned how to play trading card games. I oh, just nice. didn't particularly care for the instances of playing Magic. She's just then, angry because it was her ex-boyfriend. Well, yeah, that was a situation too, but that's for a story for another day. So I guess that kind of leads into the next question, or rather what was going to be the next question. You started as a Harry Potter fan, not a card gamer or gamer in general. 
Right. Yeah. So growing up, the only um, like card games I really played was I really played were Rummy, um, and that was basically it. I had a couple of Pokemon cards when I was little, but I never traded them. I just I liked how they looked, so I just kept them. Um, That's but fair. yeah, I never really played the trading card games. I did like video games. Uh, my first gaming system was a Nintendo 64, which I still have to this day and enjoy playing. Start. Yeah. Nice. But, so how yeah. did you get into Harry Potter? Was it, you, you just happened to love to read and you stumbled on it or had, are you into fan, the fantasy genre in general? Um, I think I was in like the start of middle school and Harry Potter was really starting to be popular. All my friends were getting into it and it was the books. Um, we were allowed to read, I think we had like reading um, sessions during school as part of like recess or quiet hour, and a lot of people would bring them in, so that's why I started reading them. Um, and then when the first movie came out, I actually went to the movie, I think it was the first week it came out, and I just have loved it ever since. That's awesome. So, yeah, I've gone to Universal twice now, um, and ride person, but I absolutely love the Wizarding, wizarding World um, that's my favorite part of Universal, so that's I've because been, Because yeah. it is the greatest. Okay, so, small story time. My sister and I went together for our first time, and, mm-hmm. like, I wept as I entered. It was, like, the greatest thing ever. And then we went into Ollivander's Wand Shop and started beating the crap out of each other because we were so excited to be in the Wizarding World, and we were, like, jumping up and down, and, um... <laughs> I'm sure, like, that just read on our head, like, suckers, but then the guy uh, <laughs> chose us to do the wands in Ollivander's, and um, now I am married, and um, so I don't know if I'm supposed to say that that was the greatest day of my life, <laughs> but it was it was we've, pretty much the greatest day of my life. We've kind of come to an agreement that it's understood in the family at this point yeah. <laughs> where oh, where I stand compared to all I the mean, things. I mean, I love you. But that was the greatest thing ever. Um, I, uh, I told my boyfriend after I won last year, and it was on my birthday. I was like, I think this is the best day of my life. Like, hands down, this is awesome. That's perfect. That's fantastic. And I loved that it was your birthday last year. It made everything like it was like your first time, and it was it just made everything perfect. Um. Yeah. So, how did you decide on this deck? Um. So, starting with. After the 2016 Gen Con, uh, me and my boyfriend, we went out and we bought some booster boxes and we just tried to put together some different decks. Um, so we had one that was with Hermione and that was like a mono potions deck. And then we were looking at Flitwick for um, like charms. Um, and then we looked at um, Madame Hooch for the Quidditch. And then we just started putting together some different ones. I think he was reading about like the Harry Potter, um, the TCG online that they have, um, and just trying to put together some different decks. So we had, we had did some, we did some play testing with the different decks and that particular one, um, was the strongest. Okay. And so it's a picture. It has your, it's got your transfigurations, um, your charms and your pure magical creatures. Mm-hmm. And that was the one that was like consistently beating the other decks. And uh, McGonagall was amazing. So that's yeah. that's how we ended up picking out that particular deck to take. But originally, me and him were both going to play in the event. And when we got to Gen Con that morning, there was only one spot left. And so since it was my birthday, he's like, oh, no, you need to go play. Like, this is your first time. Um, so I ended up playing. And that was the deck that had done the best. And then the one I was most comfortable playing with. So I just went with that one. 
So it sounds like it uh, it kind of worked out for you at the end that yeah. you got that last slot. Yeah, it was like yeah. all the stars aligned. Was there a an MVP? I know it's a number of months, and really we should have done this way back when in August. Yeah, but organization. We'll yeah. There. So is was there an MVP or a specific memory from the tournament, whether it's a specific card which lets you do a really cool play or, you know, just a specific thing that happened in the tournament that's really memorable for you? Ooh. Um, I'm a huge fan of Steelfall, and I remember nice. that once I was able to get figures out, like, that was a, that was a big one. Um, yeah. I do think Stream of Flames being able to use that as well. I think I can, I remember using that one several times. Um, I think those two cards, memory-wise, um, everyone I got matched up against were, I was just really supportive, and everyone was super nice. Um, so I just had a really good experience the entire time. Awesome. So I take it you'll be coming back again this year? You gotta defend your title. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I definitely plan on playing. Um, yeah, we'll definitely be back. Awesome. awesome. That's good to hear. So did you find that there was any deck types that were, like, a little harder to beat or anything that, like... It sounded like you did your you homework. A challenge? <laughs> Um, the ones that are probably the biggest challenge, there are a couple ones that had adventures that just kept playing multiple adventures or ones that made you discard with that deck is that dimensional. Um, so if you're going up against a deck that makes you discard a lot, um, like some of the potions ones are pretty, pretty higher ones that come out with like nine or even, you know, more damage, like that's hard to recover from. And then that deck, it's low on lessons. But it has um, a couple items that are books that allow you to have. They add different, um, they add additional spell power, and they either let you draw a card or let you get rid of a creature that you're going up against. But if you're going up, if you're going against a deck that gets rid of lessons or sort of takes sort of items, like that's that's hard to come back from. Yeah, I I can definitely see that. Um... It was one of the things that when you had posted your deck list in the group, and anybody out there listening, if you haven't checked it out, definitely hop over to the Facebook group. Uh, one of the things that we were discussing when we were looking at it was that low lesson count. Because usually mm-hmm. from playing a lot of card games, I go to the boring part. I go to the resources instead yeah. of you know the flashy things that actually you see win the game. But really, your resources are what lets you win the game. So when I saw mm-hmm. the low lesson count, at first I was... A little confused, but then exactly what you just said, the quantity of books effectively are lessened since you get that extra one from McGonagall at the start. So it made a lot more sense. As I was going through the list, I could kind of see where the, or I assume I figured out where the decisions came in. And it was, Mm -hmm. it it was very elegant the way that the deck list started to flow once I realized what was going on. Oh, I said I think it costs about around six. I think it's the highest um, costing card. So like Gryffindor Lion and six. So as long as you get you know those lessons or a combination of lessons and items in play, you're good. That makes sense. Um, did you have any like really easy matches that you can remember? Like Bing Bang Boom done. Um, no, not, not <laughs> everything was hard fought. Oh, I don't remember, and I was very nervous because it's the first time playing against anyone other than my boyfriend. But I think the whole time I was just going really slow and trying to think through, like, what do I do? Um, yeah, I don't remember any particular. If that deck, as long as you like get your creatures out and just keep consistently getting in, I mean, it's pretty 
versatile against any deck. It seemed like it. So you had said that, or it sounded like you had tested a whole lot in preparation for it, and that maybe you had brought multiple different decks that you were debating between mm-hmm. until you felt most comfortable with this. Are there mm-hmm. any changes you'd make to this one, or was there one that a different deck entirely that was really close that you almost brought instead of this? Um, I think so. We have a Harry. It's a Harry Potter one that I like to play, and it is uh, creatures and it's transfigurations. And then I personally really like Hermione as a starting character, just because I really like Hermione. Um, but that one is all potions. So it's not necessarily as strong. That one definitely needs some work, but I just like to play it a lot. Um, in terms of making it better, there's two adventures in there, um, sticking out for Neville. Those are probably could be taken out or just changed, I think. Um, they're, they're only good if you're the person that you're going up against still has a lot of cards. So very early in the game. But if you get it late in the game and they have a couple of cards in hand, that's they they don't do as much uh, damage as you like. Okay. And then where they are higher cost um, creatures, if you could get uh, some other ones that are lower and more effective, that would probably be better. Okay, makes sense. Um, so I know you're coming back next year. Are you thinking you're going to keep with the same deck, or are you going to switch it up? Um, I am not sure. Personally, I might switch it up or, you know, just try some different decks. Um, I got some boxes last year and then um, some different packs of cards that I still haven't opened up. So I want to sit down, open them up, and just try to put together a lot of different decks um, and try out some new starting characters. I like it. Yeah, I always, I mean, I'm definitely switching up this year, at least for Harry Potter. We also are really big into the WoW TCG, and every year I say I'm going to play a new deck, and every year I end up playing the same thing because I love it so much. <laughs> so yeah. I'm always curious about that. So since you're the reigning world champion, uh, <laughs> just to put that out there again in case anybody was wondering, uh, do you have any thoughts in general on the meta? Do you consider yourself a, a heavy competitive player now that you're you're uh, wearing the title belt? And do you think that the game, the Harry Potter TCG as a whole, do you think that, I guess the best way to put it, if you could make a change to the game, would you, or do you, are you happy with the way the game is playing now? Ooh. Um, I personally, and I'm not a huge competitive person. Um, if I am fun and I know others involved are having fun, that's pretty much it. Um, I mean, I do like to win, obviously. But yeah. Well, everybody does. That's fair. Everyone is having them, like that. That's more important for the Harry Potter game itself. I wish the cards would have been made just to give you some more options, especially as they like would have aligned with the books. It's very unfortunate that it stopped um, so quickly. Yeah. So either you know, either someone getting involved and in saying we're going to make new cards, I think I think would make it a lot better. And so you, it was your, this sounds weird. I don't know how to say it any other way. It was your first time last time, last Gen Con. So do you have any <laughs> advice for a player coming out for the first time? Ooh, um, just try to talk with everyone. Um, you know, it's really fun to meet everyone who's been involved and kind of, kind of hear their story about how they got started. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's my only recommendation is just try to get out there and meet everyone you can. And um, I've been really fortunate. Everyone who's been involved has been 
just so kind um, and really active in, it, in the Facebook group. So I've learned a lot about Harry Potter and then trading card games in general since being involved. So yeah, just get out there and meet new people. I like it. And I definitely agree with you. I think in general, the Harry Potter group is really welcoming and um, open and generally pretty friendly. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think that has been a major reason why I've been getting so excited to keep playing this game. Um, even though I like all of them, but that's a story <laughs> for a different day. So, um, I did kind of warn you, we are going to do 10 rapid fire questions. Um, they're just either okay. or they're kind of silly. Um, I'm going to start off. You always say they're either or, but at least one of them is not. Okay. It's open ended. All right. Well, some of them are either or a couple, whatever. Uh, <laughs> all right. So here we go. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Alliance or Horde? Say that again. <laughs> Alliance or Horde? Oh, ooh, Horde. Good answer. And you thought she, come on. Okay. Well, I was, I'm going to do the next one anyway. Order of the Phoenix or Death Eaters? Ooh, Order of the Phoenix. Dogs or cats? Cats. Constructed or limited? Constructed. Um, zombies or vampires? Zombies. What is your favorite athletic activity? Ooh, cool. Uh, softball. I like it. Um, do you like combo, control, or aggro? Aggro. Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. Nice. Pizza or Stromboli? Pizza. What is your favorite season? Oh, fall. And then the final, the $24,000 question, except not really, because we have no money. Um, Darkwing Duck or Batman? Ooh, Darkwing Duck. Yes! Good. Good answer. Thank you. That is the right answer. That's really the only <laughs> one with a... <laughs> that's the only one with really a right or wrong answer, and some people have gotten it wrong. So, to wrap everything up and close up a bit, are there any shout-outs, any thank-yous, any any personal things you want to plug or anything like that? Um, I just want to thank you guys for having me, um, and for getting the word out about Harry Potter TCG. And then I definitely want to thank, uh, Stefan for getting us all organized. Um, and I'm just excited for next year. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brittany, for being with us today. Um, we're really excited to see you at Gen Con next year. And, or I guess this year. It has, it is January. January. Yeah, it is January. It is January. January. Oh my God. We're counting down. We got our tickets. Yeah. That's a thing. I'm not there yet. Oh, nice. I have excited to mine. All right. Well, thank you so much. And we hope you have a wonderful evening. You too. Thanks, guys. So, for all other things, random thoughts, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. At our website, randomsthoughts.wordpress.com, you can now find us on Facebook under the tag of Random Thoughts. Or find us on Twitter, at randthoughtpod. That's at R-A-N-D, thought, 
pod. And please feel free to reach out to us on Gmail at randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. <laughs>